0: Hey there, welcome to the BitMom Mom Life to the Fullest podcast, where we focus on how we can improve our physical health so that we can enjoy the life God has called us to to the absolute fullest. Hello ladies, I am very excited to be here with you, although I think I don't sound it today, I'm definitely on that froggy side of life, so I apologize in advance if I re-listen to this and listen back to it and think like, oh my word, so froggy, but here we are, still ready to share tips and tricks with you and hopefully inspire you to... Add movement to your day to get back at it if you've fallen off the wagon and all that jazz. We are doing a QA. So thank you for your questions. Most of these came through Instagram. So if you ever have questions for me, my handle's just Mom Life to the fullest. And feel free to DM me or email me or any of the above. But I love getting your questions. And usually I get a question multiple times. So it shows that a lot of you are thinking about the same things. So All right. Well, hop right in. The first question I got was, do you have any ideas for picking up after months off? And this person said that they tend to go too hard at first when getting back into it. Great question. I think a lot of us have been there. There's different seasons of life and times of life where you might not even want to take time off, but you have to because family illness or even after giving birth and things like that, you take time off. So how should you approach going back into it? Well, first I would start moderately. So I didn't say slowly, like you only need to do one or two times a week. I'm saying moderately as in your intensity of the actual workout. So if you've not been working out for a while, I would not dive back into really high intensity, full body workouts. And actually what I would do is with strength training, I would do body part splits when you come back into it. And here's why. You are usually a little more sore when you haven't done something in a long time, right? We've all been there, felt that. You do a new exercise or an exercise you've done in a while and say you're doing prone dumbbell leg curls and your hamstrings are wrecked for five days, okay? So that is why you should not be doing full body workouts to get back into it. I do like full body workouts a lot of the time. They work great for some people, especially if you're going to work out maybe three or four times a week. But Even if you're going to work out three times a week and you have not worked out in a while, I would ease into it by doing a push day, a pull day, and a leg day, all at moderate intensity so that your muscles have time to recover. That way, if on Monday you are doing push, you're doing chest, triceps, and shoulders, they have all week to not be sore because then on Wednesday you're going to do pull. You're going to do back, biceps, and rear delts. They have all week to recover then on Friday you're going to do legs. So you're not hitting the same muscle groups a couple days after you just did them. I think that's a good way to ease back in. I think a lot of times when people hop back in, they like to hop in full throttle. And as this you know listener said as well, and not that there's anything wrong with that mentality because th- that's why I said I wouldn't even diminish frequency. You could get those 3 lifts in that first week and two cardio days and you worked out 5 days and that's awesome. Now maybe the momentum is going, the ball's rolling for you and maybe you're an all or nothing kind of person. That's kind of my personality. I'm and that's a lot of people I work with is like when they're on they're on. So I understand wanting to go for it. I just would ease in at A not going At your very highest intensity, don't pick up the weights that you finished off at last time. Just drop everything down a little bit to ease yourself back in. You'll get back up there, but you don't want to discourage yourself by making your body wrecked for several days and then just split it up like that at least for the first week or two so that your muscles have time to recover. All right, number two, should you have a cheat day? I love this question and if you ask any fitness professional this, they're usually going to have different answers. So a little bit of this is my personal opinion for sure. I also really like, and I've recommended before, um, I'm going to mess up the title, but the book is by Dr. John Gorman. And I believe it's, oh man, I've talked about it on the podcast before. The Effective, mm, I'll have to look up the title and put it in the show notes for you guys. (laughs) But look up Dr. John Gorman. It's about tracking your macros. And he talks about um he does not advise a cheat day and i agree with a lot of his sentiments on this so a lot of my opinion is based on his but essentially 3500 calories equals if you burn off 3500 calories that's burning off a pound and hopefully if you're doing it the right way strength training tracking your macros not trying to do it a fast way hopefully that is a pound of fat right so if you have just been very diligent for 6 days which side note is why I should have added this as a question because this question comes up a lot in the challenges. When I have people tracking macros in my fitness pal and they say, should I sync my exercise with uh, you know, my food journal? Should, should I sync it up and then it adds the calories back in? I do not have people do that. And the reason is exactly this, because if you are trying to lose fat, you want to be in a calorie deficit. And there's a little variance to that. We'll do cuts and then we'll climb back up. But in general, you want to be in a calorie deficit. So that means you are eating less than you are burning. So no, you don't want to just eat back in those calories you burned from exercising. So during the week, you know, you are doing your workouts to burn calories. You are hopefully increasing your NEAT, which is just, you know, your overall activity. We just talked about that last week. So hopefully you're burning it. You're burning more than you are taking in. So if you let that sink up and you're replacing it, you're just equaling it out. Okay. So there's a, there's an extra little Q and in there. Stop sinking your exercise and using those calories. But here's the thing. So if you're doing that daily, you know, you are eating in that deficit, then think about that. Your workouts, say you burned 300 calories in a workout. You also had hundreds of other calories burned from your movement around the house and you trying to increase your steps and all these other tips and tricks we talk about. And you have burned at least 500 calories more than you're taking in a day you're at 3,000 calories, right? And then on day seven, you decide to have a cheat day and take in 2,500 extra calories. You just killed that progress. That is why you cannot move forward. And this is what I see a lot is people being very diligent, very consistent for four or five days, maybe a week, and then they have a big cheat day or a day that they don't even consider a cheat day. Think about this, because we've all been there, where it's just, oh, it's just a day I didn't log, I knew that day was going to be bad. So I just didn't log. Oh, it was Super Bowl, So I just didn't log those kinds of things. And that's why you can't move forward a lot of the time. So no, I don't think you should have a cheat day. I think what you should do instead is to work your treats and indulgences into your macros. This is a great thing I'm seeing right now with some of the beginners in the eight week challenge who are at that point now, they just reached halfway that are I heard from somebody this week, like, I realize this is actually sustainable because I can work treats into the plan. That is actually going to be our upcoming challenge next week, is to literally work three treats into your plan that week. So tracking your macros does not mean that you are never having indulgent foods. It just means I don't think you should have a cheat day where you completely throw the macros out the window, eat whatever you want, and eat in a huge calorie surplus that now just put you behind the ball again. And that is, again, think about your own habits. Think about what you do. That's, you know, the food that you're eating standing in front of the fridge. That's the leftovers you picked off your kids' plates. All that stuff that adds up that we don't even realize. So you might accidentally be having cheat days, right? If, if you're eating it, you need to log it. If you are trying to lose fat right now and you're not at eating intuitively yet and you are tracking, you, you should not have a cheat day. All right. Last question is Does walking count as exercise? Great question. This is something I've definitely grown in my understanding of and uh, come to appreciate. (laughs) And yes, it does, but as low intensity, steady state cardio, as LISS cardio. So that's exactly what it is, right? Walking is low intensity and steady state. Steady state, meaning you're not doing intervals, you're not going fast and then slow. It's not hit, right? So it is. walking is a great activity because our bodies were literally designed to do it. Our bodies are designed for movement. They are designed to move. And they're not designed to do every single thing that we push it to do sometimes. There's some, you know movements that I like to do just for fun when I'm working out. Or sometimes we really, you know, push strength numbers for fun kind of thing. Like we are made to bend down, pick things up like deadlifting, but maybe not (laughs) at 200 pounds, right? Maybe we weren't really made to do that all the time. But walking, we were surely made to do. So you can't really overdo it. Usually you don't get injured from it. You know, there's always caveats. You got to wear the right shoes and all that kind of stuff because you can still hurt yourself doing anything i'd probably trip over a crack in the sidewalk and (laughs) get injured but in general it's the most like basic we were made to do this kind of thing right so it does count as low intensity steady state cardio but do not count it as your strength training if you are just walking five days a week and not doing any strength training and think like oh well good i'm still working out britney says that counts as a workout No, Brittany also says you need to be doing strength training all the time because that is what helps you prevent injury. Strength training is what helps you. Having strong hamstrings protects your joints. There's people, you'll be less likely to injure your knee because you have strong hamstrings and strong quads and the muscles around the joints are strong. So you need your strength training, but walking is a great low intensity steady state cardio and I used to be of the mind that you had to go really hard. Like I would not have said that counted as exercise. I would have said it just counted as neat, like extra movement. However, and then that would have been doing strength training and just only doing HIT for cardio. And that's just a lot of bang up on the body. You shouldn't do HIT more than two to three times a week. If you follow people and read journals from people who are really high level in kinesiology and those kinds of things, and those are the people I've looked up to, now more recently, the people who are training NFL athletes and people who they are, they care about their longevity as well. In the beginning, when I started out in fitness, I was following on Instagram and all these things, you know, the bodybuilder people who are competing in shows and stuff. And I never wanted to do that. I never wanted to compete in shows, but I was attracted to the fact that they could make their body look the way that they wanted to. So, Not knowing much, I would look at their workouts and, okay, good, jump squats, and then this, and then jump this, and all of that. And I would do some of their workouts, and some of them were all right. Some of them had quality exercises in them, but a lot of them, they were all, they were pretty much all written and done just with the goal of, how can I look the best the fastest, not how are my joints going to be in 30 years? And that's now where my mind is going more. So not that, again, you can't look your best, you can't get the physique you want, but you can go about it another way. And that is why now I gravitate toward the people who are training you and training you how to work your muscles and shape your body without all the bang up. It's just not necessary. So if you look at a lot of these higher level people, they're having their clients And this is what I've more come to now is strength training is still 100% prioritized, and if cardio is in there, it's hit two to three times a week, and or they walk. There are many very fit people who, you know, who actors and whatnot. To The Rock, I know for sure is one who does this, where he starts his day with like an hour long walk. Which not all of us have the luxury to do. I surely don't have the luxury to do that, but. That's the only cardio he does is he walks in the morning and then he lifts at night. And a lot of people, that's that's their go-to is walking. It's low impact on your joints. It does still burn calories. It's great for your mood. Again, we were made to do that. And walking is also good for when you cannot strength train. I know I just hammered how you should be strength training, but there are times that we can't. After um, I miscarried and had to go in for a procedure, I could not workout for six weeks after. So walking was my go-to. I couldn't lift weights yet. And, um, you know, when you, if you are injured in some way, if you've hurt something in your upper body, you need to take some time off strength training, you can walk postpartum. That's what I tell people first thing right away, before you even start doing your core correcting exercises and getting your core back in the game you can start with walking. And that is what I did when I first had, my first baby was in May. So I was blessed to be able to go right outside and I walked a ton and that was awesome. It's great for the mood. Great just to get movement when you feel like you can't and you shouldn't (laughs) be doing much more than that right then. So I do think walking counts as exercise. Don't count it as your strength and it's always a good asset. It's a good benefit. All right, that is all our questions today. Thank you for those of you who asked them and provided that material for us today. I hope this was helpful and I look forward to talking to you guys next time. I hope you have a great day.